Welcome to Disney's Four Scores. I'm John Burlingame. This podcast series brings together the most accomplished film and television composers working today and reveals the emotional journeys, inspirations, and unique challenges of their work. Now in theaters is Steven Spielberg's reimagining of the classic Broadway and film musical West Side Story. Our guest today played a significant role in the music of this new version. He is an Oscar-nominated composer with more than 100 films to his credit, including such modern classics as War of the Roses, Galaxy Quest, and Ice Age. He's currently scoring the animated Netflix series Green Eggs and Ham. He's also widely regarded as one of the finest conductors of film music in the concert hall, conducting live to picture presentations of many great film music classics. We're delighted to have him with us today. Welcome, David Newman. Thank you, John. I appreciate it. So tell me about your history with West Side Story. When did you first see or hear the show or maybe the movie? I remember listening to the Broadway cast album with my dad and my brother. I was probably eight or nine years old. Um, and we actually sat down and listened to it for both sides, which is something that normally my father wouldn't have done. And we just flipped out over it. We did Larry Kurt and, and Carol Lawrence but especially Larry Kurt's voice, who was Tony in the original Broadway production. It's just gorgeous. And then in high school, we would do a show every spring semester where there'd be 300 people involved. And one year we did West Side Story. So I was the rehearsal pianist for three months every day, you know, two, three hours. And I really learned it. And then in my 20s, when I was a professional violinist, I was doing film and television work, and I was, you know, studying conducting, and I went to SC and blah, blah, I wanted to be a conductor. But during that time, I had these friends of ours, we had a little semi-pro theater group in Los Angeles, and we would do one show a summer. One summer, I was the music director and, you know, rehearsed and conducted, and we had a nice big orchestra. So I went through the whole Broadway process again. Of course, I'd seen the film when it actually came out in 1961. I, I, I just adored it. And then we premiered the film with live orchestra at the Hollywood Bowl, and I did it with basically the LA Phil, the New York Philharmonic, Chicago Symphony, uh, Philadelphia. I did it in Europe. I, I've done the film with live orchestra perhaps 40 times, 50 times over since 2011. And so it's been in my life, I've always been interested in it. I know all the recordings. I've played the symphonic dances, the suite that Bernstein created, which is now a canonic piece, which is like a one in a million chance of any piece of music making it into what you call the classical music canon. Um, that's like almost miraculous that it would be an American in the middle of the 20th century uh, music from a Broadway show. It's like, it's like, unthinkable. So it, it's in our culture now as a great American work of art. How do we define your role? What did you do on the new West Side Story? Um, it's a little complicated. I did some orchestrating, reorchestrating. I did some arranging. Mostly what I arranged is the song that the somewhere that Rita Moreno sung. So that, that is a different arrangement, but it's basically Bernstein's orchestration for the song. Like, see, I said it's in the canon. 
So that's Beethoven and Brahms and Bruckner and Schoenberg and Stravinsky and Britten. And these are pieces that are played over and over and over for the last 350 years, you know? So you wouldn't rearrange any piece like that. You have to be really careful with it. And West Side Story is orchestrated in a particular way because, and this is just my take on it, most of the singers in the Broadway production are dancers. They're not really professional singers. And this music is really difficult to sing. I mean, to us now it sounds natural, but to them at the time, it, it, it didn't. So a lot of the vocal lines have a musical instrument that is in the same register that the voice is, which is something you normally wouldn't do, but it gives West Side Story a certain color and texture that we've come to know. So if you don't do that, it starts to not sound like West Side Story. So obviously there are lots of details that I had to deal with. There's choreography details. Uh, we need four bars here. We need two bars less here. The dance of the gym needs 50 bars more. So I'm not gonna go and write anything. I'm gonna find stuff that's in the Broadway show, maybe in the movie, we also have the symphonic dances, which is legitimately Bernstein. So you just try to pick from these various places and try to make it seamless and hidden. We wanted it to sound like the timeless work of art it is, but give Spielberg what he needed for his movie. So there are some underscore cues. There is the Somewhere song that is about as far as we went, but Somewhere is a weird thing because in the Broadway show, it's in the second act where there's an eight minute ballet. We can't, you can't put a ballet in a film. It's a disembodied voice in the Broadway show that sings Somewhere. In the movie, it's Tony and Maria singing a duet after he comes back after the rumble. The 61 movie. The 61 movie. In our movie, it's, it's Rita that sings it basically in the same place and in all three productions, but that we needed to do something different. So that we did. None of this is a redo. It's like an opera production where it's gonna be the same music and the same text, but you can have a wildly different production to shed light on different aspects of the story. So was most of your work prior to shooting in terms of- No. No, okay, tell me. Well, so what was the process like? There was obviously a huge pre-recorded process, 90 minutes of songs and dancing and everything. So they shoot to that, but then they go into post-production and they re-edit. Were it not for COVID, it would have been a lot easier to do. But with COVID, it became an, a, 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 literally a nightmare <laughs> to do it because we weren't finished. And so we couldn't record the whole orchestra together. We couldn't go back to New York because we did most of it with the New York Philharmonic. And so we finished it with the Los Angeles Philharmonic here, which is Gustavo's home orchestra. Yeah, you're talking about Gustavo Dudamel. Yeah, Dudamel, yeah, who conducted. But we had to do it separately, you know, the strings by themselves. Then on another day, the woodwinds by, and you know, they're all like, uh, they have plexiglass. It's the worst <laughs> way for an orchestra to record. So that meant that a lot of the post-production stuff that Sean Murphy did and David Channing, who was a, the, our editor and, and, and all of us, you know, Janine and Matt and I um, just, tried to work on to make it sound seamless. And we should clarify that Sean Murphy is your engineer. Yeah. 
and that Matt is Matt Sullivan, your music producer, and right. Janine Tesori was yeah. the vocal supervisor. And David Channing was the editor. And I, I can't tell you how much he did. Did, did you interact much with Spielberg? Did he have ideas yeah. or thoughts? Oh, or? yeah. It, it was great. You know, we met early on. We talked a lot. He would storyboard. We were at a lot of the rehearsals in New York, watching the choreography. And then, you know, they shoot, and you don't do anything. Matt will talk about the process of shooting. And then we get into post-production, and then, you know, kind of changes a bit. They'll make an edit that doesn't sound very good, so we have to figure out what to do. Like the dance of the gym got bigger and bigger and bigger. So the dance of the gym in the Broadway is just a short little thing. Ours goes on probably three times or four times as long. And there's a band on film and we have to sync up with that. It just was so much fun to do it at this level. It's such a high level. It's so great to hear you say that it was fun because it sounds like so much work. Oh. It wasn't always quote unquote fun, <laughs> but honestly, John, most movies that are just totally fun don't turn out that great. It was fun because we all loved the music and the project, right? It doesn't mean it wasn't frustrating. We didn't argue and we didn't have disagreements. It's just, it was such a high level of professionalism. You know, so anything that was thrown at us, we could deal with because we all knew what we were doing. We were doing something special. We wanted to make the best version possible of West Side Story, not only using all the technology that we have now to make all the playing clean and perfect, but to have everything have the right feel. You know, we've got jazz, we've got Latin jazz, we've got operetta or opera. We've got vaudeville and Gilbert and Sullivan. We also have that augmented fourth, which is basically based on a chauffeur, a, a Jewish call to worship synagogue. Da-da! Is based on that thing. There's a fugue. Cool has a fugue. And then you've got the Tonight Quintet, which is five-part counterpoint, kind of akin to like a Renaissance vocal piece. And all this is meshed into Bernstein. It all sounds like Bernstein. So we we wanted not just the perfection of the recording, we wanted the feel and everything. Talk to me for a second about Gustavo Dudamel. I'm wondering why he was chosen for this and what it was like uh, when he performed it with the New York Phil. Yeah, well, if you're a classical music person, Dudamel is the biggest conductor in the world now. He's very busy. So it wasn't easy to book him. But once we settled on the New York Philharmonic and we worked it out and he was great. Again, this is not what he does. You don't, we're doing things over and over and over and over again, right? And we're picking up from this bar, you know, he'll do that sometimes for recording, but not like this. And then the COVID thing, yeah. like he had to do, all the strings by themselves. Then the next day, all, the same thing just with the woodwinds. And then the next day, the same thing with the brass. He was a real mensch through it. He was fantastic all through it. What would you say was your biggest challenge throughout the entire process? The biggest challenge was trying to figure out how little you could do and really where you could get what you needed. If you have to make a cut in a song like Cool, it's really hard to do. So 
You have to try a whole bunch of different things till it seems organic because everybody knows it. It might be just a percussion thing. It might be a repeat of something. I might need to sort of write something. You know, there is stuff that I had to do that based on Bernstein, but it's not anywhere really except implied. Right, you know? right. It's, so, it's all rooted in the original Bernstein yeah. score. Yeah. Stephen talked about this a lot. He had a lovely speech about how his wife, Kate, said to come at this with love. We love this thing. We're not going to mess it up by putting our own self in it. You know, we're, we're trying to recreate something that the authors would have been proud to look at. It's amazing to me how relevant this 1957 yeah. story is to today and our lives and our culture. I mean, John, it's almost more relevant. We live in crazy time now. And everyone's in their tribes, and that's what the story is. Their worlds are crushed. They cannot see each other. They don't understand each other. They don't want to. They just want to fight and be nihilistic. And in the middle of that, this beautiful love blooms, and they kill it. And then, you know, at least in the story, they understand what they've done. I mean, it's not unhopeful, but it is so much a part of of our culture now. So I can't wait for my kids to see it. You know what I love about this is this this is one of the greatest composers of the 20th century um, hooked up with uh, one of the greatest Broadway uh, songwriters of the 20th century. We're deep into the 21st century now and it's all still as relevant yeah. and perhaps more so now than ever. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, I can't thank you enough, Dave, for sure. sharing your West Side Story experiences with us today. Disney's Four Scores is brought to you by the Four Scores playlist, featuring music and interview clips from each composer featured in the podcast series, including songs and score from West Side Story, directed by Academy Award-winning director Steven Spielberg, from a screenplay by Pulitzer Prize and Tony Award winner Tony Kushner. The Four Scores playlist is available on all major music streaming services. Experience the magic behind the music you love whenever you like. Experience 20th Century Studios' West Side Story in theaters and listen to the soundtrack wherever music is enjoyed. Add West Side Story to your movie collection on digital and Blu-ray this March. <laughs>